Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. It's a Wednesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet at 745. Disney keyword day number 5 at 830. Tony Bruno shortly thereafter, live from Las Vegas. That will be uh, Tony Bruno at 535 Pacific local time. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Oh, boy. This could be glorious. He could be on one, or he could be off. I saw the pictures that he was posting on, it's what, at at, at Tony Bruno Nation on yeah. his uh, Twitter page, and um, it looks like he's getting a lot of uh, some good guests out there. It's just a revolving door of, of yeah. interviews is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, there was a time when I was doing sports. I'm like, man, I would love to do Radio Row once, and then I was told what it's about. It's just about pimping products and interview after interview after interview. By the way, and it doesn't, it does, it doesn't like the hosts love it because they get to go out there on a vacation. But like the audience, for the most part, they Hates hate it. it. Exactly. They hate it. Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of it's a lot of guests, and unless you know, unless the guest is super super interesting, yeah. You know, what's the point? Right. And like you said, they're just there to pimp products. Yeah. Well, it's good for two mindsets. I'm a capitalist and a <laughs> corporate whore. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> 855-839-1210. So I do want to continue this Trump uh, appeal loss conversation because I know this broke on Dawn's show. So we'll have some conversation about that on the other side of the news. But let's get to that right now. Round number two at 702, The Great Dawn Stensland. And good morning. Thank you, Nick. We are sponsored this morning, this Wednesday morning, sponsored by Turn 7. So we know that Philadelphia police are investigating, among other things, that shooting involving a 12-year-old boy, 43-year-old man, the 12-year-old boy yesterday. We don't have the details, the motive yet here, but he's recovering in the hospital. Stable condition, 43-year-old man, Philadelphia man in the hospital in critical condition. I'll take you to another family, and if you're wondering about all the blue lights across the suburbs, and this has this is something that has spread, it it stems from a family from Broomall, Pennsylvania, grieving just a just a heart wrenching loss after their two year old little boy suddenly died. So they have said that there are just no words. His name was Benny Benny Petransky. His family has started up this campaign and they're raising money and raising awareness and that sort of thing. Ultimately, how did this little boy die? Apparently, he died in his sleep. He had some kind of a stomach infection. They say a mild infection. They're still investigating this. But ultimately, ultimately, the blue lights were a way to help the family and the community cope and support Benny's parents, Eric and Natalie. So the family came up with a hashtag Hashtag Benny's Blue Lights because he's a blue-eyed little boy. I know. It's just this story is resonating with people, and they're holding fundraisers, not for the family necessarily, but a meal train to provide food for the needy, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Right. But ultimately, it's it's a grieving process that has spread across Delaware County. The little boy, Benny, he will be, his funeral is today. And also, they just found out that this Friday, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia will also light up blue for Benny. Oh, that's a nice gesture. So yeah. just something that puts life in perspective to well, yeah. say, how could your two-year-old just die in his sleep right. like that? And they seem perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. Uh, just a real tragedy that they're trying to, yes, help the family cope, but kind of put life in perspective and help raise money for others and 
and do good in the community. Yeah, life is fragile. There's no question. Amen to that. Uh, there are so many other headlines that we've been talking about nationally, locally as well. But I just, I just wanted to bring you that one. Also, I'll point your attention to the cover of the Philadelphia Inquirer, the hardest hit, talking about a colleague of ours. And this is Hugh Douglas, lost his son in that horrible car accident five months ago. Mm-hmm. And just that the pain never goes away. Right. And those two stories, to me, um, which are so real, put everything in perspective mm-hmm. that we talk about. There's, there's no question. There's nothing more precious than the health of your kids, yourself, your family. And you said the Inquirer did a piece on, on a Hugh beautiful today. beautiful piece. Today? Right on the cover. Yeah, I the digital. Yeah. yeah, I worked with Hugh in Atlanta. Yeah, and we, I mean, we see it, you know, obviously we see him at the coffee machine, but that's just it. There are people every day in our lives, yeah. day in and day out, going every, through these things. Every time I see him, I'm, I go by him. I'm like, you're, you're voting Trump this year, right? Stop. And he just looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, and Nick just trying, see, that's why you'd rather talk about politics. You know what I mean? You can't find common ground with a gentleman. You have to, you have to he, insert politics. He, he, you're the guy that everybody avoids at the coffee. Uh, I, used to needle, I, used to, I used to needle him all the time down at Odyssey Atlanta. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, we have... Taylor Swift filing a lawsuit and Britney Spears speaking out and taking on Justin Timberlake. Oh, no. Who appears, who he, he appeared to kind of give her a little shade, like saying in his latest uh, video and concert that he doesn't know anybody in apology. Oh, are, are we still doing this like he, it's 2001? That's right. Oh, my Lord. He's got a new single out, by the way. Oh, for God's sake. So now she's kind of taking him on. Yeah. And uh, remember when Elon Musk was, was taken to task somebody tracking his jet mm-hmm. now apparently taylor swift her attorneys are doing the same type of thing yeah like creepy stalker yeah, type do, thing yeah this guy's been tracking her private jet everywhere i i didn't even know you could track a private jet i know you can track public flights like you know my wife will track my allegiant flight from nashville to like I, yeah. but I, I mean all every flight is tracked you can you could go on the internet and 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 see what time so and so private jet landed at teterboro airport in so how does how does this, how does this creepy guy find Taylor Swift's jet? Does he have to know like the number of the plane, the model, or is he? Just, I mean, you just don't type in <laughs> where's Taylor where's Swift Taylor? flying to right now, right? Yeah, well, because I guess it's public record. I would simply here's the thing: I would just say because of terrorism in the world, and yeah, we're just uh, we've we've heard the warnings from this administration. I would just say probably not a great idea to track it in real time. Yeah. So to Greg's point, okay, to look at it after the fact, all yeah. right, but uh, in real time, that's uh, not great. I've never understood these flight tracking nuts. They do that yeah. in sports too, like when the Eagles are supposed to be interviewing a free agent or a coach. Oh man, Belichick's flight just took off. The Eagles are going to interview him in three hours. Like they get a life. Yeah, I don't know. I to me, I think it's a bad idea. Do it. Maybe do yeah. it 12 hours later. Yeah. Do leave, a delay. Leave Taylor alone. Leave her alone, would you? She's heard enough of my wrath. i got to defend her a little bit. <laughs> Good. Uh, we have, uh, we'll get to the forecast in just a moment, but our sponsor, thank you, Turn 7 Liquidations, Overstock Emergency, Turn 7 Must Liquidate to the Bear Walls immediately. No games, all name brand merch from the biggest online retailers sacrificed up to 90% off Turn 7, Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall, hurry, turn seven, liquidations. The forecast, one you're going to love. So the sunshine continues through the rest of the week. We have 48 degrees today 
And in some areas in our region, especially like South Jersey, 65 degrees for your Saturday as we look ahead. Very unusually mild weather, 32 degrees as you're stepping out the door right now. But man, the sunshine is going to warm things up. 48 degrees today, and then tomorrow we start this major warming trend. 52 tomorrow for your Thursday. Friday, rounding out the work week, 55 degrees, bright, sunny skies. Saturday, yes, clouds move in, so partly cloudy, but the minimum, 58 degrees, looking like 59 plus for the Philadelphia region. And like I say, some areas such as uh, South Jersey Shores look like they, you could see 64-ish. And then Sunday, still mid-50s as we the sunny stretch continues. I don't see, let's see, Monday, next Monday still nearly 50 degrees and maybe some rain early next week. But looks like a nice, sunny, dry week, a great week for Greg Stocker to get his sunshine and vitamin D, Kale & Company News. Yes. All right, Dawn, thank you thank very you. much. Mm-hmm. 709, as we continue on this Wednesday morning. So, yes, this Trump news yesterday as he loses his immunity appeal in the 2020 election case. The news came down during your show. I wanted to get your thoughts on this because the last thing I would say on this, and this is, I think, really my, one of my bigger takeaways, is I don't, and, and yes, there's conservative justices that are Trump appointed on SCOTUS. So I, I don't think that people, when you get to the Supreme Court of the United States, yes, you have your, your political leans, conservative or liberal. But I would like to think at the end of the day, the only thing that truly matters is the, the facts that are presented before the highest court in all of the land. So if you forget partisan alliances for a moment, I want you to think about the other word, precedent. And I, I, I just don't know. If, you know, what, it's not a matter of if, but when Trump appeals to the Supreme Court of the United States, do these justices want to establish the precedent of jailing a former president who is running for president, who could very well win re-election, and do we want our justice system involved in directly our election and political processes in this country. Uh, what was your thoughts when this came down yesterday on your show, Don? When it, ca- I, you know what? I know that, and at the time it was in the 10 a.m. hour that it came down, and I actually had an attorney on. It was Christine Flowers who okay. commented, and she, she was, you know, in many ways she was surprised that it was a unanimous vote. However, when they were making the announcement, and I had listened to the, I listened to, I should say the judge's arguments and his lawyers. And at the time I had a bad feeling just based on the questions, the judges, the justices were asking because ultimately they were saying that, you know, you have absolute immunity as a president. I actually, I actually wondered if a, a different attorney would have made better. Or I would have loved to have heard the Dersh mm-hmm. kind of critique their arguments because I think maybe this gives them a practice, a trial run, if you will, to um, get a different, I would get a different legal team to take this to SCOTUS. Mm-hmm. I think the win here, the on one side there's a win, and the win is this advances the delays. Yep. So as soon as they kick, they, they already have said, we're going to appeal, will they do to what you said, the en banc, or will they go right up to SCOTUS and just bypass that situation and just go for the, mm-hmm. go for the big one? Uh, so... Ultimately, I think they need a new legal team and and refine their strategy because mm-hmm. I think they do have a winning strategy here. In the long run, however, I fear all of the headlines because the, the strategy is to keep 
all of these headlines swirling so that unlike us, we live and breathe this. You know, you're watching the you, you just said you were you're watching C-SPAN, you know, look at the, the House vote on Mayorkas. Ready to blow my head off, most, by the way. <laughs> but most Americans are not doing that. Right. You're living your best life, right? You're, you're busy. You're hectic. Right? Yep. So at the end of the day, next summer, the media just clobbers it every day. You know, just picture like a boxer, oh, just boom, the machine, boom, The machine boom. is going to be humming. Yes. And so it's just clobbering with, yep. look at this guy. And they constantly say it in the media, oh, he, look at a jury found him guilty of sexual assault. That was that civil case, E. Jean Carroll. That's why they needed that, that, that case, which had zero evidence. Mm-hmm. That alleged victim didn't even... I mean, it was 20 years later, doesn't remember the year, the day, the month. I mean, come on. Yeah. But it's a civil it's a civil case, but they get to say it. Mm-hmm. And that was the goal. Yep. So they so all of the swirl of all of these cases, in my humble opinion, just means they get to keep this in the headlines. The win is for the Trump team to delay this because they want it. They do not want any trial prior to next November. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll get that ultimately. But in the headlines and the media... And a distracted public and a divided public, this could be, and with what Greg said earlier this morning about the fact that you're, they're going to put everything on the ballot. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to put abortion on the ballot in, in key states like this. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to put everything they can. Yep. And so it's, I think it will be tough for, I, I genuinely feel it's wrong. It's a sin, but I feel that Republicans, Next November, this is a tough win, and it should be an easy one. Look yep. at—I know you're going to play it later, but look at what look at Biden when he took a question or two yesterday after his live speech. He's I out mean, of it again. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this should be a slam dunk. It's elder abuse at this point, if you think about it. I mean, this is no different than Diane Feinstein when they were wheeling her in and out of you know different uh, you know official proceedings. I mean, Joe's up there, and it's just. You're talking about a guy who's completely out on his feet. It's painful. It really is. 855-839-1210. If you want to climb in, we're about 30 minutes out from the cut sheet. Uh, But we will get into a very interesting story on the other side that uh, Stalker found this morning. Uh, If you are a consumer of anything, of Fox Corporation, Warner Brothers, or Disney... You might want to stay tuned. A monumental collaboration on the way. And we'll tell you about that coming up next here on Kale and Company. But all right, boys, men, guys, I get it. We're all getting older. I'm 40 now. But do you need that extra boost of confidence? Do you need that extra jump to your performance this year? Perhaps the big take in the bedroom has slipped over the years. As Father Time catches up with you, it catches up to everybody. Caught up to Tom Brady, for God's sakes. Well, I've got the solution for you, and it's Blue Chew. Romance with your partner, it should be the best part of your day, right? And you need to be ready when that goes down, and that's why I'm suggesting BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients for men as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. And Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so you're not going to do the awkward doctor's office visit, the bizarre conversations, the embarrassment, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's going to come right to your door in a discreet package. And a special offer for Kale & Company listeners right now, you can try Blue Chew 
for free. That's right, free when you use the promo code 1210 at checkout. Just pay the $5 for shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210 to receive your first month absolutely free. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, hopefully all of you having a nice start to your Wednesday, middle of the week. Go ahead, Stalker. Keep going. Love this song. Nice work. Cut sheet in 25 minutes. Very interesting story. Uh, Greg found this this morning. And I think it's very important to have this conversation because whether I like it, whether you like it, whether we like it, this is where our media, entertainment, television world is headed. Um, and it's it's happening. It's really happening in, in, in warp speed if you think about it. I, I think we are looking at kind of the end of the days when it comes to, you know, your local cable provider, you know, whether that's a, you know, a Comcast Xfinity or if you're a satellite person with Dish or Direct or, you know, you. You, you do the streaming stuff. Um, this coming down from CNN.com, three of the biggest broadcasters are uniting to create a super platform that will house all of their sports assets under a single streaming roof. So you have Disney slash ESPN. You have Fox Corporation, which obviously owns Fox News, Fox Sports, on down the list, and Warner Brothers Discovery, which is the parent company for CNN. Um, from a sports telecast standpoint, that would be like Turner Sports, TNT, and TBS. But I think it goes beyond sports. They, they talk about how they are going to have the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, FIFA World Cup soccer, NASCAR races, UFC fights, and the PGA Tour golf tournaments all under one umbrella. But I think it's going to go beyond sports. I think we're going to see this with movies, with uh, you know series, with television shows that you like, um, you know whether it's news and politics or anything like that. But let me just say this. If, if I could be the president of television in the United States for a day, if, like, if, if TV and just our video viewing visual uh, consumption and, and enjoyment was left in the hands of me, and I had full power. Here's what I want. And I, I think a lot of people will actually agree with this. I just want you to make my life easier. Which this doesn't. Which this doesn't. No. This is a complete pain in the butt. And I'm not talking about money. Here's what I want. I want one platform. I want one remote control. <laughs> I want one fee. And I want to be able to pick and choose a la carte. So in a, because we're living in this fantasy world now. Have you seen the video of people driving around in these cars where they have like uh, 3D goggles on and they're like not even really holding the wheel? Yeah. Like we're living in this virtual, re- like we're living in like Elon Musk's future America and it's coming really quickly. So what I would like to do in a fantasy world is have one remote control, turn my TV on, and then be able to scroll through and pick and choose what streaming services and what channels I want. And I would say this right now. I just I just did this during the break. So I think any other human being that has 30 minutes of time could figure out what they really want. Give me Fox News. Give me the Golf Channel. Give me TBS, TNT, AMC, Vice, and ESPN. Give me those seven plus 3, 6, 10, and 29, my four local channels here in Philadelphia. Give me those 11 channels on one device with one remote for one price and then leave me alone for the rest of my life. Is that is that a fair solution? 
You're an old man. A- a- am I the only one that thinks this way? <laughs> no, I want everything. But the problem with these, with this uh, merger, if it's going to happen, is the it, it's just going to make it harder for so. If I want this streaming device, I have to go here. If I want this show, I have to go here. It's not going to be all in one anymore. You know what I mean? And it's going to make it more expensive because whatever this platform is going to be, it's going to cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, do I need this then? If Well, this is a repeat channel on this. You get a lot of repeat channels. You're paying for one channel and you get this this big bundle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's good for the consumers at all. But I think you're looking at it from a... Okay, how are they looking at it? So they're looking at this from, they're creating a whole new streaming app. It's a linear, right? This is yep. linear. So ultimately they're thinking, and it's, so it's a whole new company under a different name, under a different like stock price, presumably. Yep. So also my que- my question from just a business standpoint and like a stockholder in media, because I've worked in media, my, I've worked for some of these companies. So I have some 401ks tied up in that money. This is probably your stock's going to go up. Mm-hmm. And so this is a smart business move on their part because it gives them power to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And so if because everybody's going to want this app and then those individuals, they'll bundle. So it's a so they're so this is bad for Comcast. It feels like a monopoly, doesn't it? Yes, because they're, they're, what they're realizing is nobody's doing a Comcast bundle anymore. Mm-hmm. They're doing the streaming bundles. Right. And so what they're trying to say is we're going to create an app. We're all going to do a combo deal. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, hey, we'll give you Disney Plus or Hulu or Max. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now they're trying to get the power. It's it's a shift away mm-hmm. from the old, you know, old school cable companies. Right. And, and, you all, and then you, f- you factor in the individual streaming outlets already, like Paramount is CBS, Peacock is NBC, Hulu is Disney slash ABC slash ESPN, and you have some of those you know telecasts and broadcasts that air exclusively on that channel and or their streaming service that they advertise for. But I'm just looking at it from the the convenience of the consumer standpoint. So you've, let's just say you're in your living room, right? You've got your 55 or 60 inch flat screen. You know, some of you have a smart TV, and you might have, you know, let's say Direct TV. But then you also have Apple TV, and you also have Amazon Prime, and you have to have a certain remote for this one. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have the smart TV where they're all preloaded apps on it, you have to unattach uh, like the HDMI cord for one, mm-hmm. pop the other one in. Sometimes if you maybe if you have a dated TV, you got to hook your laptop up to it with a, an HDMI cord or a USB plug or whatever. I mean, it just it makes my head want to explode. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like I'm not technologically challenged. But man, when it comes to the convenience of, hey, I want to watch Fox News for five minutes, but then I want to flip back to a game. Oh, wait, this game's on Amazon yep. this week. It's just like, I mean, it turns into uh, living room uh, aerobics. <laughs> yeah, you start breaking a sweat. Yeah. So. Now, l- just the local angle, since Comcast is based here, they reportedly, Comcast, NBC Universal, Paramount Global, they reportedly were not approached. For this, they're not part of this whole thing. That's correct. It's just so, Warner, Fox, and Disney. So think about that. And the other piece I'm looking at is, are they going to try something with this ultimately with news? So right now, news is expensive. So think of CBS, ABC, NBC, they're ch- CNN getting the scraps. Mm-hmm. And think about all of the money. That con- I mean, my God, these people are making, the main anchors are making 10 to 12 million a year. That day's got to be coming to a close. Oh, yeah. 
like enjoy that money, my friend right. Lester Holt, because those days are numbered. Right. So what are they going to do? Ultimately, do they do some of these? So some of these networks and and the corporations now they they ultimately combined combine and do they do things like a streaming app for your network news? Mm-hmm. Think about in Europe they have the BBC. What else do they have? Right. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing for journalism, which is why you're going to see you started out the day with a great big take on uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, who made that big money in 20-some million a year, we've learned, he's on his own now. Mm-hmm. So he and his crew, they're doing independent journalism. We'll see more of that. But I predict that this is the beginning of the end for these big-itty-big contracts with network news, whether it's the morning, whether well, it's the you're afternoon. See, you're seeing it on Fox already. They, yeah. they're, they're pushing FoxNation.com yep. and that streaming service big time with a lot of original programming, too. And not necessarily, hey, stream uh, you know the five on Fox Nation, but you know, like Pete Hegseth does like a, a thing on fentanyl or, or somebody does something on a specific like you know investigative journalism stuff. They're bringing back America's Most Wanted with John Walsh and his kid. That's exclusively on Fox Nation, so you got to pay that extra unless you get one of those, you know, trial, you know, days of you know, thirty days for free or whatever. And then they hope you forget that you signed up for it, and then they bill you eleven ninety nine. Boom. All right, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. The number coming up next. Donald Trump says Bud Light is not a woke company, but Bud Light's trying to fix their woke image. Will the latest ad pay off? We'll find out when we come back. It's Kale and Company on a Wednesday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Yeah, if your family's like mine, when the cold, the chilly weather comes in, especially the sun sets early, the crock pot comes out. Problem is, I don't always have time to go to the store, spend a ton of money on ingredients, and then come home and prep everything for the next day. This is where crock, crock, whatacrock.com comes in. Whatacrock.com. Yesterday, I'll tell you about it later, but I I had this great day, but didn't even I didn't even walk in the door last night until after six thirty PM and that's where Watercrock comes in because they're delicious, ready made meals. They're a lifesaver and they make dinner so easy. I put the meal in the slow cooker in the morning, first thing, run around all day. When I come home, dinner is ready and waiting, literally simmering and it smells so good. Unlike most meal kit companies, and this is a big deal. Because there is not any subscription, there is zero prep time of all the ingredients required. It's literally as simple as dropping that meal into your slow cooker and dinner is handled. So whatacrock.com, huge menu. Please check it out from the classics like the old-fashioned pot roast, chicken alfredo, to the chicken par meatballs or the lobster ravioli. So make sure you use promo code WPHT at checkout. You get $10 off whatacrock.com. Code WPHT. Get $10 off. It's delicious. You're going to love it. Watercrock.com. Please make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. It is a Wednesday morning. What's on the cut sheet in less than 10 minutes? Our Disney keyword, day number five, coming up at 830 you will take that keyword to 1210WPHT.com and enter it for your chance at the seven-night stay for you and three others on a Disney cruise, courtesy of Kale & Company. Also, Tony Bruno, live from the Super in Las Vegas, coming up at 835. Uh, before we get there, though, let's get to 
the latest uh, with the Super Bowl with Bud Light and their newest ad. I do want to point this out. Trump uh, went to Truth Social yesterday uh, to defend Bud Light, which I thought was an interesting move. Donald Trump uh, posting on Truth the following yesterday. He says, quote, the Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions, and for that, a very big price was paid. But Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company, but I can give you plenty that are, and I'm building a list, and might just release it for the world to see. Why not? The radical left does it viciously to well-run conservative companies and people. Very nasty. But it's the way they play the game. On the other hand, Anheuser-Busch spends $700 million a year with our great farmers, employs 65,000 Americans, of which 1,500 are veterans, and is a founding corporate partner of Folds of Honor, which provides scholarships for families of fallen servicemen and women. They have raised over $30 million and given 44,000 scholarships. Anheuser-Busch is a great American brand that deserves that perhaps deserves a second chance. What do you think? Perhaps. Instead, we should be going after those companies looking to destroy America. So Trump gives uh, his Bud Light blessing and endorsement. Um, and I think we're going to be at a point on Sunday where we see all sorts of different ads that come out that catch our attention. I'm sure we'll discuss them a lot on Monday morning's show. But I guess this Bud Light Super Bowl ad has been leaked. Now, I, I thought these were exclusive reveals on Sunday. Not anymore. You you mentioned a an inner, um, a commercial the other day, and somebody mm-hmm. on the YouTube chat said that it's been running. Oh. So. Okay. So I guess kind of like a, a build-up. People probably not even really paying attention to that type of <laughs> it's stuff. True. It's so true. So they'll see it probably for the first time on Sunday. Yep. Uh, but we do have the latest Bud Light ad as they try to save its reputation. And now they are going to not only Peyton Manning, which they have done throughout the fall, they have also added singer and rapper Post Malone. And they've also added UFC CEO, a man who truly loves free speech, Dana White. Take a listen and watch this on both audio and on YouTube. Are you? The Bud Light Genie? Yeah. So we get wishes? It's my thing. Gimme. 80s metal hair. Yes. Filthy Ray. So filthy. Invisible? Predictable. Giant bicep. Big one. A sweet ride. What's next? Bud Lights? I wish Peyton Manning was my best friend. Uh-huh. How we doing? Hey. Oh, Post Malone. Hey. I'm a genie. Gemini. I'm a genie. Well, look at you. Nope. <laughs> I wish I was that. Oh, it's Buddy Boy. <laughs> He's going to need another bicep. House party. Definitely. Let's go! All right, so there's the Bud Light ad. Not bad. Uh, you get Peyton Manning. You get uh, Post Malone. You get a guy who's a Trump supporter, free speech absolutist in Dana White. You get a little bit of both. I would assume uh, Post Malone probably on the left, Dana White more on the right. Peyton Manning is iconic across the board. He's mainstream. He's from the South, so he checks off a lot of boxes. I think it's very simple. I don't think that commercial's great by any stretch, but it's dudes. It's, it's good. It's garage. It's good, It's yeah. fast car. Yep. It's beer. It's a pool party. 
See, you don't have to go and try to reinvent the wheel. Now, yes, creativity counts. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, you want to get people laughing. I think that's the number one thing. If you can get people to talk about it and think about it, that's another thing. But again, you know, in this world of social credit scores and DEI and CSG and CR, every other three letter uh, acronym out there, you know, just just give us the basics. And that's what Bud Light has done there. I I don't know if, you know, I I think a lot of people, you know, drew a line in the sand and Mm -hmm. said they were done with Bud. But I, I, you know. I forget who we said a couple of weeks ago said, all right, enough is enough. They've learned their lesson. I don't know if it was Kid Rock or somebody else. Now Trump comes out and says, and, and kudos to Trump because he actually is pointing out the good things that Anheuser-Busch has done. They, for, I mean, for many, many years, we, we all realized that, that Bud was a very pro-America, patriotic, you know, they, they, they love resp- uh, supporting first responders, police, ambulance, fire, military, the Clydesdales. I I think one of the stories we discussed yesterday leading up to the cut sheet was how companies this year for Super Bowl ads are going to try to avoid being divisive. And I think that's the key. Just be funny. Yeah. Like, honestly. I mean, what's the most boring line of work in the world, probably? I would assume... Like if I if you told me Nick what's the one job that you just you would go insane doing it would probably be insurance. I find insurance just to be incredibly dry. But who has the funniest insurance commercials? I or what 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 companies mm-hmm. out there? Geico, Progressive, Progressive, State Farm. Why do they do that? Because insurance makes your eyes glaze yeah, over. Yeah, it's true. So they have to do. They can't sit there and tell you about you know deductibles and stuff. You'll 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 fall asleep in your couch. You'll drive off the skookle if you hear it on the radio. So they have to be entertaining and funny, and they're able to do that with like especially the progressive commercials mm-hmm. where you're starting to Flo. resemble your parents. Yeah. Well, Flo's funny as well, <laughs> but I love the guy who's always talking about how you're getting older and you're starting oh, yes. to be like your parents, and he's pointing out all the flaws that you shouldn't do. Like I think those commercials are hysterical. Geico's been funny for years with the gecko and the, you know, the little British accent. So the whole thing. So did you like that Bud Light commercial? Does that hit home for you? Is that is that solid? Does it make me want to drink Bud Light? I'm not, I'm not saying does it make, but like, but that's the goal of it. Well, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. So does it make you want to go buy a case eh, of Bud Dawn? Nope. No. Me neither. <laughs> but the entertainment value. Like, <laughs> But there's but but it's still a good ad, even but though it does it's, it's still bare. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything they want it to accomplish. <laughs> right. You're, I mean, you're either going to drink Bud Light or you're not, right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's been around long enough, and you probably had your decision before Dylan Mulvaney, or maybe you know some people out there have made a decision post Dylan Mulvaney. But I'll tell you what, I, I might actually. Uh, I might actually purchase a, a six pack of Bud Light just to show let, let bygones be really? bygones. Yeah, Trump's making some good points here. You know, although wait, 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 wait. Trump, what? Trump told you to buy no, Bud Light, so therefore you're going to the buy man, Bud Light. But as he doesn't a, drink. As somebody, I know he doesn't, <laughs> which is really odd, by the way. He likes he likes McDonald's, but he doesn't drink alcohol. It's actually because his brother, of his brother. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to die from something. We're all going to die from something. <laughs> He's going to go out with a Happy Meal. I'm going to go out with a bourbon. There you go. All right, 745 right on the dot here on a Wednesday morning. Don't forget, Disney keyword, 45 minutes from now. 45 minutes. Tony Bruno, 50 minutes from now. Wow. But let's get to a riveting midweek edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's 
want to touch it on this. Wednesday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to Volvo. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Check them out over at 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring the ever-important and... What do I say? Always the best version. Well, that's Friday. Wednesday's always a great version, too, of what's on the cut sheet. Every day is a good version. Except yesterday when we got into the debate about Rocky movies and Carl Weathers movies. <laughs> you, that was You were in your glory for yeah, those seven minutes. I was. <laughs> Um, yesterday on CNN, we talked a, a lot about this in the 6 o'clock hour, CNN legal analyst Ellie Honing was stunned by the remarkably forceful appeals court decision denying former President Donald Trump's claim of total immunity, noting there wasn't a good word for Trump in it. On Tuesday, the appeals court finally made its ruling, and CNN News Central Honing was astonished by the force of the opinion and the tenor, and the tenor of the ruling this is how that sounded. This is cut 14 go. There are three main arguments that Donald Trump's team has put forward, and they have just been one after the other eviscerated by this court. Can you give us what those arguments are and what the response of this court yeah, is? This is a remarkably forceful ruling. I don't know if there's a good word in here for Donald Trump in 57 pages. So the court takes down Donald Trump's argument in three parts. First of all, they say there is no absolute immunity for the president. It is not and can not be that a president or former president can never be charged for anything he did from January 20th at noon when he took office to four years later when he left office. That would leave us in a state of lawlessness. So they reject absolute immunity. Number two, they reject Donald Trump's argument that, well, even if there's limited immunity, I was within the boundaries. They say, oh, no, you were not. Not only do they say you were outside the boundaries, they say, essentially, they say in this ruling, what you did was criminal. Inside I mean, the boundaries of the job of president. The is what exactly. The boundaries of the job of president. Trump's argument is, well, I was doing things. I was calling other public officials. I was coordinating election oversight. That's part of the president's job. What, the, what Jack Smith and this Court of Appeals panel say is, oh, no, what you were doing was well over that line, well out of bounds, and indeed, potentially, arguably, criminal. The third argument that they reject is Donald Trump's sort of, let's say, inventive argument that a former president or president can only be indicted once he's been impeached by the House of Representatives and then convicted by the U.S. Senate. Only then can he be criminally indicted. That was a creative construction that doesn't work for a lot of obvious reasons. I mean, this is why, if you think back to the oral argument, when you had these bizarre scenarios, what if a president ordered the assassination of his rival. Right. Uh, and, the, and the answer from Trump's team was a very unconvincing, only if he's been impeached first. So this court has rejected that. And I just want to read the, the sentence that jumps out to me that I think really captures the tenor of this opinion. Here, here's what the court writes, the Court of Appeals. Quote, at bottom, former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. I mean, collapse our system of separation of powers is very strong language. That is. Okay, so that's Ellie Honig. He's floored by just the, uh, I guess, the decisiveness of the decision from that appeals court. So the question is, and there's a few questions. Number one, does Trump change legal teams with appeal? 
Uh, that that's usually somewhat close to standard operating procedure. And what are his options? Uh, keep in mind, looking at the calendar of the election season, as I mentioned earlier this morning, he can p- appeal it and bonk, which is a French term for collectively with all of these courts of appeal justices, where they would all, and I don't know how many there are, there could be five, there could be 12 of them, not sure what the number is, and then get an appeal and then try this whole process again with the collective group of justices, and then he could go to SCOTUS and appeal it to the highest court in the land, or he could just bypass the en banc procedure and just go straight to SCOTUS. But either way, I think it comes down to, does Trump and his team believe that they can eventually win? If so, I would think you go to SCOTUS and get this over with as quickly as possible. If you don't like your odds... Then I think you draw it out and you go as far as long as far as long as you possibly can into the summer, because I think you want to get this thing as close to the fall and the election as possible. That That's my read on the situation. Yeah, I think that I think this the best strat, the best thing that could happen for Trump moving forward and their strategy overall delay, 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 because it's moot after if he wins. November, if he wins the, the the election in November, it's it's all moot. Then boom, it all goes away. Right. Well, well you pardon, not really. Pretty, pardon, I mean, pardon yourself. Pretty the, much it does. The Georgia case doesn't go away. The Georgia only, case only, with only, he, uh, he can Fani only, and her alleged ex-lover or yeah, current I think, lover, whatever. No, like, I, I think Georgia's going to be dismissed. Yeah, I think that's... I think all this stuff... I don't know. I, I just... I think... I personally believe it's so politicized that I think that it's all about the election. My, my only question about Georgia, and, and maybe I should know this answer, but I don't. If, if Fannie Willis is tossed off the case, or if the case is dismissed, and this I, I would assume would f- fall under double jeopardy, but I, I don't know the, the, the fine print, so to speak, would they be able to retry Trump in Georgia without a tainted prosecutor? Would be my question. Well, or somebody does that would, come along the lines of double jeopardy. But think about it: somebody'd have to decide to to refile that after this hot Correct. mess. Correct. And he's already the president. Like I. So, I so Trump, in your opinion, Don, is going to be hanging his hat on winning in November. Like that's that's his saving grace is winning in November. I'm not. I'm no. I'm I'm saying that. I to me, I think Trump's actual view is that all of this because they don't have anything else. So I think Trump's team's view is clearly that they have to do all of this and keep things in the headlines to make him look like a felon and a rapist and an evil Hitler, you know, take your pick of what they're trying to paint him as, insurrectionist, so on and so forth, because they want to distract the public from looking at the incompetent doofus who held the news conference yesterday and and doesn't know where he is or what the heck he's talking about. Yeah. And we have this, you know, a, a combo McDonald's Whopper deal or Big Mac, whatever. It's like eighteen to twenty dollars right now. I mean, the that's the economy. This they can say whatever they want about oh things are looking up and the Fed is going to do that and yeah da 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 da. Guess what? Most Americans right now cannot afford. I mean, I see people putting stuff away. They get in the grocery line, they start adding it up at the self checkout. They're putting stuff away. That's what's going on. It's like the, it's like the scene in uh, in um, um, Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks, where he's checking out with all the dog food. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa how much is that? Take that back! How do you people sleep at night?" Um, 
By the way, Biden, you mentioned doofus. Uh, it looks like yesterday, uh, news coming out that he will not be charged criminally in his uh, alleged, um, uh, oh, geez, I'm having a Biden moment now, classified documents case. Yeah, yeah the Corvette in the garage. So that looks. So let, let's another let, swing and a miss by the GOP. They, that's all they do. It's, they're like a they're like a they're like a they're like a bench hitter for the Phillies. They they bat one thirty two. So Alvin Bragg, that case is coming up. It's coming up in a matter of I think a couple of weeks. So that's going to be the first one up. One hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Stormy Daniels hush money. Nobody cares about that. Uh, the classified document case. I don't think people on either side of the aisle really care about classified documents. If the Fannie Willis case gets tossed, then we're just basically... I, I think you guys are delusional if you think the Fannie Willis case is getting tossed. I, I, I do. I Look, I'm saying it probably should because of the impropriety. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I just don't think it's going to. Because I think if... Well, if she, she said she's not stepping down. If she thought that the case was going to get tossed because of her actions, I think she would have stepped down. That's just, think that's so? just my opinion. Okay. Yes. So then she I, wants she wants to get Trump very badly. Oh, of course. So I think I think if she had any idea or thought that it was going to get tossed, if yeah, unless she stepped down, then I okay. think she would have. All right. So, so just we, this week, the fourth there was a fourth co-defendant in that Trump because remember he has all those co-defendants mm-hmm. and all these lawyers swirl. So another one filed that motion to dismiss, mm-hmm. saying that she should be disqualified. So no matter what, I think she's going to be at, she is going to be disqualified. So if Democrats are united and they really want to go after Trump with this, then they have to get rid of her. Do. Of course they do. Right. Then mm-hmm. they have to get rid of her quickly, force her to resign, whatever. Right. And then they have to quickly put somebody else in to proceed then with these charges. I, I just look at the totality of all the cases. and I, I think the only one that people really care about is, is January 6th. I really do. I, I don't think people care about Alvin Bragg. I don't think Nobody they care about, about Alvin Bragg. They don't care about classified documents. Uh, Georgia's got some salaciousness to it because of Fonnie Willis. Uh, e. Jean Carroll thing, we've, we've done that thing. Uh, Letitia James, that's civil. Yeah, that's a killer for Trump when you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. But that's a civil case. The only one I think people care about are the two that we're talking, well, the one that we're specifically talking about right now, the 2020 election case, and then, of course, January 6th. So, The January 6th one, you're right, is the big case, and they they keep, I mean, we've said it on the show, that March 4th date was never going to happen. No. I I didn't think it would be punted till the summer. Um, but that's what it and it might even go beyond the summer. But they they might even like it being punted to the summer because if if we get towards the end of the summer when people return from being checked out and we are coming in and out of Labor Day in the beginning of September and people start to pay attention with eight ten weeks to go in the election. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned this in the first hour. Those that are still impressionable, those that are still persuadable, that have been tuned out, that tune in that go to their mainstream media outlets or get their news from Apple or Facebook and they see the imagery of Trump in court, that could be just enough. So in some regards, because I do think Democrats always have a plan and they are diabolical and they are next level thinkers a lot of the time, not necessarily with policy, but with the way they're calculated with their political rivals. They want people to see this. They want that imagery. They love the mug shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could work oh, yeah. against them. But for the the simpleton out there that consumes, he music, loves the mugshot. What are you talking about? He fundraised. Well, off he, of he it. loves it, but I think there's a lot of people on the left that are like, "See, I'm not a voting for a guy that's got a mugshot." 
By the way, the Angoron case, the New York, I call it the Angoron, it's because just to try to parse this out. This is the Letitia James case. This is Letitia James case in New York yeah. um, involving whether or not they're going to strip him and the entire Trump family of their business. The um, This is New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur Angoron. He set the deadline. Well, it's the second such deadline because remember he told us he would rule by the 30 by the end of january but then he set the deadline for today 5 p.m for lawyers um to respond to accusation accusations that a witness committed perjury yeah and so ultimately they're talking about alan weisselberg who's already been uh jailed for failing to declare the benefits as trump's former you know biggity big financial chief officer Mm -hmm. so i guess there's word of a plea deal that we found out uh, last friday afternoon so there's a lot swirling with that one well how does that impact everything one one last note on trump with all of his uh impending proceedings tomorrow is the day where scotus will hear colorado and uh maine for the ballot case so Mm -hmm. that'll be in the news probably tomorrow into friday it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see where that i mean we're going to need a flow chart with all of these cases. I think I, I think the Supreme Court will uh, rule in favor of him being on the ballot, but God, if they don't, <laughs> that, that is a that's a that's a huge blow because every other state is going to take. I mean, every other blue state mm-hmm. is going to take follow I got, that lead. I got a text from and I'll pull a stalker from a person that shall remain unnamed. Uh oh. By and, the way, the person. <laughs> let me just say one thing real fast. The person who was texting me yesterday thought that you knew who who he he was and that you took a shot at him did you know who- i do think i know who it is but i don't know what what was the shot you're like you're like nobody cares about the person you're texting with <laughs> oh i care about him tremendously <laughs> one of my favorite persons people um I don't know. Who, I don't know what the shot was, though. I, I we, we have to go back. We, we should have Phil pull the tape. <laughs> uh, so this text I just got from from one of our listeners that you guys know. I'll keep it off the air with who it is, though. He says uh, Willis doesn't care if the case is tossed, only that she gets to prosecute it. Do we agree with that? No. So you don't think that this is one of those things where you get your five minutes of fame, so to speak, and then she's you know, already gotten that. Yeah, she's already gotten that. I think that she just wants to see Trump go down. That's it. So. Look, the charges on this are, are. I mean, that this is this is the RICO. Yeah, this is these charges are pretty severe. So I think that if she had any hint that the case would get thrown out because of her, that she would step down. Mm-hmm. All right. Not not because she's a person of of uh, of what's the word I'm looking for of of honor, but <laughs> yeah, well, because she, b- but because I think she wants trump that badly yeah uh on the other side of the aisle we have joe biden talking about snickers bars (laughs) (laughs) i saw i saw saw this literally two different clips i have of him (laughs) talking about the size of snicker bars he's talking about the economy yeah and shrinkflation and how it's actually corporations that are charging you more and giving you less it's greedflation greedflation whatever he says so he says this first to a room full of people there were dozens of people in this room for the president uh starting with cut five here phil go we have the best economy in the world inflation is coming down there's still too expensive too too much is expense and a little bit of corporate greed going on too you get your connection to it's called it's, it's about snick, snick, what's happening with the Snickers bars oh yeah yeah 
Snickers bars, you know that candy? Yeah. Well, they haven't raised the price of Snickers bar. They just took 10% of it out. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I, I typically my Snicker bar at my local dollar uh, convenience store on the corner is a dollar forty nine. It's now a dollar sixty nine, and I did notice they looked a little bit, you know, con- constricted a little. It, it took a little bit out. Oh my God! You know, so we have a president, folks, who doesn't give a damn about your border, but is willing to give triple the money to Ukraine, and we have a president who fights junk fees, and now he wants to wage war with your favorite candy bar. Are you kidding me with this? This is what this guy ends up. And how about, I love how he, he positions it. Did you see that? There was that one story out there about the uh, and then he rumbles well, and rumbles. He brings it up again this time on uh, on during a campaign stop. This is cut five B. Phil, go. Greedflation. Greedflation. Shrinkflation. You see that article about yeah. the Snickers bar? Snickers bars. All about the Snickers bars. Well, it's going to stop. America, we're tired of being played for suckers. Yeah. <laughs> We want big candy bars, damn it. You you should have the choice to die uh, from diabetes in in peace. This is why. Giant I, Snicker bars. Back in my day, me and Corn Pop, we had the Three Musketeer bar. <laughs> and the Milky Way. And the Peanut Chew. Where's the oh, Goldenberg Peanut Chew? <laughs> By the way, yeah. best candy bar is a payday. No. no, no. What is wrong with you? Where do you come from? <laughs> the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> yes, that's a weird spot. High payday is yeah. it? The nuts? I, I love it's just peanut butter. I'm a peanut butter guy. Yeah. What about a Reese's? Reese's. Uh, yeah, you know Reese's are. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good ones out there. I was just you know candy bar power rankings. I got the payday number one. Payday. Yeah. Payday that nobody, nobody, not even payday employees <laughs> think that payday is the best candy bar. <laughs> well, what's your favorite candy bar? I don't. I don't really eat. Well, I don't eat candy bars anymore. <laughs> I I'm like a, I'm like a dark chocolate pretzel guy. Mm-hmm. Asher's okay. Asher's dark chocolate yeah. pretzels. Very elitist. Yum. That's my. That's love, my. We love Asher's local. And by the way, if your Snicker bar is shrinking, can I suggest BlueChew.com? <laughs> <laughs> Promo code twelve ten. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Secret Squirrel says Kit Kat bars. Yeah, Kit, yeah, Kit Kat's a, a solid candy. Kit Kat's a solid candy. Kit yeah. Kat versus Twix. Oh, Twix. Well, all right. I, good oh, point. Mm-hmm. Amendment. Twix one, payday two. <laughs> Got it. And in the freezer. Yes. Yes. If your teeth no. can handle it. Snickers in a oh. Snickers in a freezer is is just <laughs> delightful. Yeah. So delightful. The guy, this guy just, I mean, he wages wars with the most ridiculous stuff. Junk fees, candy bars, electric. Well, junk fees, junk fees. Hang on, hang on. Junk fees. We can all get behind junk fees. Well, I don't think that that should be the center of his. It's uh, the center of his portfolio. It's like, what have I accomplished? I've got the Chips Act. I've got the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't do really much of anything for inflation. Oh, God. So. I got to ask this question and I got I have to be careful about doing this because I'm not I'm not insulting people who are overweight. But I I just want to know, is it do we celebrate people who are obese or do we 
say, hey, you know what? Maybe you need to get help and like maybe you should lose some weight because you're not going to live to see 60 if you live if you look like that. I mean, I don't think we exclude people or shame people for being fat, but I, I also don't think we should. And look, if you're happy being fat, more power to you. Yeah. You know, I put on seven pounds and I and I want to you know, throw myself off of a balcony. I, I can't stand myself. So, I think, look, if you're happy in that mode, I got it. But, like, you know, also, you should be willing to listen to people if they truly have your best interest at heart that they don't want to see you dead at 53 because you had diabetes. You know, I, I think we should, like, the hard real, the harsh reality of being overweight, like, you're going to shorten your lifespan. I, um, I've had this since uh, Monday, but I've, I just didn't play it because it's, it's very sensitive, but I want to, I want to bring it up right now. So Lizzo took to the stage at the Grammys and First of all, the fact that she's isn't she under investigation for like sexual harassment? Yes, remember that she's, she's awful like, to her team. I think right. Yeah, like that, like that was the accusation. Horrible thing. So first of all, she's invited to you know the elite yeah awards ceremony. Yeah, and then she does a performance. She was paying tribute to to Tina Turner, who mm-hmm. we love. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she she took off most of her clothes yeah. and was dancing around, mm-hmm. and she's just. Enormous, and she's a fraud. She's an elitist that talks a good game, but then treats people like garbage behind the scenes. Go, go over to YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHD. YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHD. If you want to see this video, yeah, and go full screen. Um, You're going to need. <laughs> Sorry, but I just want to know if. All right, let me play it. Okay. You can describe it, Nick, if you want to watch. Oh, it real is time. she singing, or is there no audio with this? She's singing. Okay, uh, but you can describe what the. What, sure. What's happening on the screen for the people who can't go over to YouTube right okay. now? Cut four, go. Oh my! Oh, she just took off like a waist thing. She's got um, like this big green. Uh, I'll call that. Uh, is that midnight green, eagle green? She's definitely pulling off the. Uh, that's the Tina Turner look from the '80s, right? Wow! And, and it's just it's it's she's enormous, guys. Yes. She's got the um, green sparkle. I, I don't know. That's somewhere between like costume and lingerie meets a bathing suit. Um, she's got black high boots on. Whew. She's got the hair curled. I gotta imagine she's about uh, three oh five in that video. Easily. It's like I mean, maybe it's a new because it's Eagles green, so maybe it's a new Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles strategy. Just yes. like. Envelop the opposing team. This was actually, like, this where they go. This was the dress rehearsal for the Eagles' first game in Brazil. <laughs> Seven months out. That's Phil, Phil, what what you just uh, put the um, what you just froze it on? Can you put that yeah, up there for the free, people coming over? Yeah, freeze her in mid flap. Yeah. Oh my! It's just look. She's she's got to be in her what twenties, thirties. She's yeah. with at that size. She's not going to live to be sixty. I'm no. telling you right now. So and if she outlives if, me, then we have to do an investigation. <laughs> if we're being serious about the obesity crisis in America, and mm-hmm. it is a crisis, then we should not be celebrating this. Well, at least she's dancing. So you got to imagine yeah. by the time this performance was over, she dropped about two lbs. Well, let me ask you guys a question, and this okay. is uh, this is a dead serious question. Would we celebrate somebody? getting on stage, t- tying off their arm and shooting up heroin. No, right? No. Because it's a, it's, it's a drug, it's addictive, it's going to kill them. And it's illegal. Obesity is going to kill her. Like, this will kill her. 
But you know what? This is this is about. Am your, I wrong? This is I'm sorry. this is choice, right? This this is the decision. You know your your personal accountability and responsibility. Yeah. Now I don't know what her medical status is. Or, <laughs> What prevents her if she wants to lose it that she can't? I'm sure she could have the, you know, the uh, the lap band surgery or some of the procedures that are out there, the shots, the ozempic, whatever. But yeah, she uh, she embraces it. Yeah, good for her. If this person were at my local gym and they were, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was working out, then I, I or sometimes like Ocean City, New Jersey, everybody's, you know. Just like you're bearing it all and you're embarrassed to be out in your swimsuit. It's different because in that sense, if I saw her at the gym, whatever, I would say, oh, this is great because everybody has permission. Get out there, work out, be healthy. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, is she trying to promote like, you know, be who you are and try to be fit? Because she has said that she's had a battle, yeah. right? She actually looks like she's lost weight to me, to oh be honest. God. To, oh my to be God. really honest, yeah, she looks like she's lost weight. So I'm, I'm torn on this because I think everybody in the country pretty much mm-hmm. ha- is talking about this. And post pandemic, everybody. I mean, what did they say? The average American gained like fifteen, sixteen pounds. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, she's saying, "Hey, get out and move." Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you got to wear something skimpy to work out, yeah. like whatever. It's like, a good point, Don. On one point, I'm going to try to be positive on that. On yeah. the other point. Why is it that those outfits are in all, like, Macy's, whatever, for women? But how come you never see a guy's advertisement where they're celebrating obese guys? Mm -hmm. And so part of it is this whole issue of, on one hand, you want to say, don't be embarrassed or ashamed of who you are. Just get out and and every day just try to be healthier and get moving. But on the other hand, for young women especially, for young women, um, if you're that morbidly obese as she is Mm -hmm. and you're 20 and you're trying to live your Mm -hmm. life if you're trying to have children uh your your risk of everything type 2 diabetes infertility heart rate you know what i mean so i'm i think we have to walk that line you know what really annoys me though is the hypocrisy of this embracing your identity for what you are on stage so everybody applauds on the left for lizzo with body positivity yep. and how dare you fat shame yet those are the same people that criticized the young lady in the rolling stones video that came out this past summer uh in the angry single for yep. the rolling stones she's like basically in in a bra and panties and she's sitting on the back of a uh, convertible car going mm-hmm. down the strip in vegas totally smoking hot lady and like you oh they they ridiculed her but yet you can't ridicule mm-hmm. Lizzo. Yeah. so let Which all we- let all women regardless of their size show off what they want if they, yeah. if they're trying to promote this body positivity concept yeah. again i'm this is not i'm not you know i could lose 10 pounds like we could all we all want to lose weight i'm not saying that everybody struggles with weight in in one way or another but we we shouldn't celebrate it and and it, if if obesity kills people and it does, wh- why are we celebrating that? You know what I mean. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I I'm with Dawn. I agree. If she's at the gym, she's running around. She's work great. You know what I mean. Like if she's trying to lose weight, great. But it just seems like she's taking off her clothes and looking like she is, and it's just like you'll you'll love me because of the. It's just it's I don't know. Yeah. It just misses the mark for me. My juvenile mind is wandering off to old episodes of Married with Children where Al was uh, harassing fat women in the aerobics studio. (laughs) 
But I seriously think she's, I think she's lost weight. Oh, boy. And she's been working out. So I actually think if that's, I, I really believe that. Because in truth, and she, yes, I don't know how old she is, but she's young. But in truth, <laughs> things have tightened up. This, this, Tight, do you know what this, I mean? This YouTube chat is just, you're <laughs> all going to hell. Okay. Yeah. Eric says she lost 20 pounds, but she found it. Stop. <laughs> stop. She put Eric. it right back in. <laughs> so, soggy Donuts. Look, I'm just reading these. These I'm not endorsing them. Soggy Donuts says her heart deserves reparations. Oh. That's not nice. Oh, my God. A sin. Let me tell you something. If you're in Ocean City, and especially, you know, when it's the early, like it's, you know, Memorial Day, yep. and you go down the shore, and, you, and it's a nice day, and you're on the beach, and everybody's self-conscious, then you're thankful for that guy or that gal who just like, nap, unwraps the towel, and lets it hang out. You're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's not South Beach yeah, in Miami. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Russell says, pulling up clips uh, of Al Bundy making fun of fat women at the shoe store will raise your ratings by 25%. I, I, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you two quotes right now. I'll never forget when the fat woman at the aerobic studio come into Gary's shoes and they say 2468 our goal is to lose weight and then Alan Griff both stomp on the floor in harmony and go 1 2 3 4 you're going to fall through the floor. <laughs> Going to hell. Save me a seat, Vince. <laughs> she, oh my god. You guys, as of last um last summer she had reported she lost sixty pounds. Wow. I think she's lost. I think that's why she's proud of her weight loss. Yeah, well she should be. If that's her okay. if that's her goal, she should be proud to lose that weight. Okay. I was proud that I lost seven pounds in January by cutting out the booze. I've put and, four of it back. <laughs> say, you're, you're gaining it all back, that's aren't right, you? Man. The, the truth is, and I've, okay, she was her, oh, she was born April of 1988. Wow, she's, she's, not, she's not as young as I thought. She's okay. about 36. Then she's, then she's really, then she really has to yeah. get on the fast track to lose that weight. Yeah, she's but, on the 12th hole of life. But think about that. If you're in your 30s, and just, I know I'm not going <laughs> to, sorry. I'm not going to, uh, but if you're in your mid 30s like that, it just shows you once it, once that weight is there, and I think she was always struggling with this, mm-hmm. it is so tough to lose. And that's why for somebody like her, I don't know if she's doing Ozempic or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that is why it's important to say, like Oprah did, I think, finally admit that yeah. she's doing the Weight Watchers, she's trying to maintain, but she did something drastic like shoot herself up in the gut with mm-hmm. something, Ozempic, whatever. Yeah. Because it's so hard to lose even. Yeah, and I think everybody's different from the standpoint of, you know, throughout your entire life, but also certain different benchmarks. Like, I I felt like when I turned 30, everything about me physically became more of a grind. Like, gaining muscle, losing fat, recovering from, like, hey, playing pickup basketball with my buddies the next morning. Like, all of a sudden, my feet and knees were killing. Like, I just... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, I am starting to get older. Like, at 30, I just noticed it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still in great shape, but like the recovery time and things like that, like the nagging things, like playing golf the next morning, my wrist feels like it was like I slept on it for 12 straight hours. It's just those types of things. So inflammation. Yeah, which is why, but another reason why I want to cut out alcohol is because yep. it, it infringes upon your, it, it causes inflammation, but you also don't recover from workouts as quickly as you would like because the alcohol works against that. Uh, let's go over to libs of tiktok shall we we've been uh frequenting uh, them a lot lately 
So this insane person says <laughs> that if you don't wear a mask in public in 2024, then you're not truly an ally to trans people and you can't claim to be anti-racist. Masks? So, oh boy, this is a... So because, apparently, because people, trans people and African Americans people are more likely to have health issues... Okay. That by you not wearing a mask all the time, you are not really in favor of them because you're getting them sick. Right. Even it's, now. It's, even now, So it's yes. a smorgasbord of stupidity yep. in this clip. So this person has... I'm playing this now because th there's some visuals to it where it has stats of, like, trans people having... You know, getting ill and mm. African Americans Got and it. all that stuff, yep. um, and that's why that if you're not wearing a mask, you are you're killing these people. Okay. Been a while since we talked about masks. <sighs> Cut six, Phil. Go. If you're a cisgender person who is able to look at this and this, and it still doesn't compel you to wear a mask in public spaces, seriously, don't even bother calling yourself an ally to trans people. Okay, one... <laughs> so he's got a mohawk, <laughs> a beard, a nose ring. So he's part... Uh, he looks like... Um, and he's like, wearing like a crop top, right, Don, or something? Yeah. Like one of those spaghetti straps. <laughs> got some tattoos. So he's part like a failed UFC fighter slash <laughs> mental health crisis. Okay. His tattoos, though... He's in he's in decent shape, but that uh, that spaghetti strap thing that he's wearing. Is yeah, you gotta go get away from that strap <laughs> thing, dude. All right, I'm gonna start this over, Phil. Okay, so let's start cut six over again. Go. If you're a cisgender person who is able to look at this and this, and it still doesn't compel you to wear a mask in public spaces, seriously, don't even bother calling yourself an ally to trans people. Mm. And if you're a white person who is able to look at this. And this. Yep, I see it. And that somehow doesn't manage to compel you to wear a mask. Nope. Then don't bother claiming that you're anti-racist. Mm. And definitely don't claim that you give a damn about disability justice if you're an able-bodied person who won't wear a mask to prevent spreading disease to disabled, immunocompromised, and chronically ill members of your yep. community. Y'all right. have two options at this point. Y'all. Either get your sh together mm -hmm. and show solidarity with members of your community who are most impacted by COVID yep. by wearing a f mask. Mm -hmm. Or just admit that you don't care about these people and move the f*** on. Right. But don't waste their time lying to them about caring about them if you don't care if you spread disease to them. Yeah. Like, I like how he's holding the little handheld but, microphone. It's like a one-inch microphone. He's in his little, in his little fingers. By the uh, way, his, uh, his handle is uh, desert underscore queer. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, I don't know what to tell you, Skip. Uh, stay at home the rest of your life, uh, but I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, you know what we should do for these people what? that are so so bothered by... Now, so I'm assuming if I saw him at my local giant, he would have his mask on, and he'd be triggered that I'm not wearing mine. Um, I, maybe I'll just get, like, a big poncho, and I'll just put a poncho over my head. Would that would that make him happy and feel... Would that make him feel more protected? <laughs> You know, it's amazing, too. We're still, it's 2024, and, you know, if my, my rebuttal would be, well, dude, if, if your mask is such a great preventer of, of, of spreading illness, and you're wearing yours, well, why? I can't believe we have to revisit this four years later now. If you like your mask, and you think your mask works, and you're wearing yours, that's all you should care about, right? It's your shield. It's your identity. You're like Bane in, in the, the Dark Knight Rises uh -oh. with that thing across his face. I'm going to kill you now, bro. 
I actually wanted to check the date on this. I thought, no, this must this must have been posted during the pandemic or something. Nope. But it's, he just posted it. This is so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, this person it, appears to be somebody who could probably, I don't know. I don't think this person's all there. Um, I think this person has some mental uh, health issues. and. But again, we so, again, like obesity, we celebrate mm-hmm. it. It's it, body positivity. We celebrate it. We celebrate people having mental breakdowns mm-hmm. on, on TikTok. We celebrate it all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the never-ending virtue signaling. It's like, dude, that, that, that ship sailed two and a half years ago, pal. Now, with this said, if I walk into a setting, like even a shop or, I don't know, a, any setting, and somebody is wearing a mask, I will say to them, are you immunocompromised? Do you want me to wear a mask? Because... Oh, that's that's very kind of you. There are some people who uh, I agreed because I met a woman a while ago and she said, I've been going through chemo and I'm just not supposed to be. I probably shouldn't be out. And I was like, let me go back to my minivan. I got a mask. Mm -hmm. So there are some people in our society who, you know what I mean? They're fighting something. And that's not just. And by the way, it's not just COVID. It's the flu. It's it's any other disgusting disease. Actually, that's what she said. Yeah. She actually said that her doctor said it's not COVID. It's all the other stuff. Yep. The RSV and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff that's a, like a high risk. So it's a shame that people like this guy jump from mask to you must be a racist or you must <laughs> yeah. be. You don't care about trans. Right? Yeah. You don't care about LGBTQ. I'm homophobic. I'm everything. Yeah, I'm everything Jeez. under the sun. Yeah, you're right. Um, speaking of mentally ill, another, another uh, clip from TikTok. This person has uses three different sets of pronouns. Not oh, just three different pronouns. Plural. Three different sets of pronouns. Groups. So, uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, by the way, thank you, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. If you're watching right now, please hit the like and hit the subscribe button. Do it right now. Keyword in eight minutes. Uh, keyword in eight minutes. Wow. My God, how time flies. Okay. Uh, this person, you're going to need your handy-dandy notebook for this because- uh, I've got my legal pad right here. It is, uh, it is so confusing, all the different pronouns, three sets of pronouns that this person insists that you use when you speak to her, it, them. Ready? This is cut- Seven fill go. Alrighty. So I use three different sets of pronouns they, them, theirs, a, m, airs, and it, it, its. <laughs> and typically I just use they, them, theirs in public or at work because they those are much theirs. more commonly known pronouns. And uh, oftentimes I don't feel like doing a whole bunch of explaining when I'm meeting new people. Um, but uh, around other queers, then I like using a, m, and it, its for various reasons. So, yeah, I'll do some third-person talking about myself uh, to show you how they're used. They went to the store today to get get groceries. They drove their car. I met them at the store. A went to the store to get groceries today. A drove air car. I met them at the store. And A introduced himself. It drove to the store to get groceries today. I met it at the store, and it introduced itself. What the? Hell? Okay, so if you were if you were jotting this down at home, I, as you, I Nick. did here on my legal pad, yep. we've got the first group is a trio of they slash them slash theirs. Then you have a duet of a slash m e y slash e m. Never heard of that. Uh, and then you have if, or I'm sorry, it slash its. Got it. What if I were just to call this person Captain Wackadoo? How about Guys. that? 
This is a Monty Python bit. It, it really is. You it, think so? You think we're being trolled at this point? That this is just to get a rise out of us? That they don't really believe it, or they really do? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> unfortunately, I think this person is, and it, that's what makes me sad. But honest to God, look back at some of those old Monty Python. This is a bit. It, yeah. So they spend spell A E Y E Y. So it says A went to the store to get groceries today. Yeah, that's all. A. A drove air car. I met M at this store, and A introduced himself. Mm. Who is going to remember all that? That's the. You know. And by the way, to this person, if you don't say these things, you, you've just committed a hate crime. Uh, oh, I know. It, you, I mean, it, it. It will take you. I would imagine to actually adopt this and learn it. And get to the point where it's satisfactory to them, where they're not triggered. Oh You're God. talking weeks and weeks. Weeks. I mean, I I, I can't. T- I mean, how long has it been for me that I can't get run and ran for? <laughs> forty you, years. You, you think you th- forty years? You think I'm going to figure this out? <laughs> There's no shot in hell. None. Uh, this this is an ex- example of people. What people do when they don't live a purpose driven life? They don't have a job. There's, they have so much time in their hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is this person? This person needs two jobs. Can right I suggest, now. Uh, it, like, how about golf? Go play golf. No, go get a job. Take up drinking. <laughs> There's a lot of things you drink can more. Do. Yes. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. A.M. Every time you say A.M., take a shot. Man. No, seriously. This is, this is somebody who's online making all, making up a language and making up stuff. Yeah. Because they're so bored and they, lack such purpose and self-esteem yes it is it's really sad all right that'll do it for the first round of the cut sheet when we come back we have our keyword for disney whoa we have tony bruno wow. we still have a big three with dawn we have a lot to get to it's an action-packed wednesday morning on kale and company and we're back after this on talk radio 1210 wpht happy super bowl to all who celebrate for FanDuel partnership with valley forge casino it's america's number one sports book if you're like me super bowl sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets like i said i'm taking kansas city plus two and a half Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP and Travis Kelsey for an anytime touchdown. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. I just gave you my three right there. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg right now. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and he's the official partner of 1210WPHD. 21 and over, President PA. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and the free Odyssey app.